Hello, my name is Maria, and we have used artificial intelligence to create this podcast in terms of both script and audio where we review the original three interview podcasts from the Sales Expert Podcast and created a digital version of Dara's and Ushin's voice. This episode took less than three seconds to make, so without any delay, take it away Ashin and Dara. Thank you, Maria. Welcome to the Sales Expert Podcast, where we explored the world of sales from the perspectives of industry experts and thought leaders. My name is Oshin Brown. And I am Dara O'Connor. And this podcast's expert is the artificial intelligence version of both Dara and myself and our guest Maria, who was created using an artificial intelligence platform. Yes, you heard me correctly. After speaking on the last episode with Carlos Sanchez about the future of artificial intelligence in sales, we decided to put it to the test. So, to explain to our listeners, all the text of this podcast you are listening was created by using ChatGPT. We fed it a summary text from the transcript of our first three episodes and asked it to create a two-way conversational script between Ashin and myself based on these texts. We also asked the artificial intelligence to join us, which it obliged, and is here with us as Maria. How are you, Maria? I'm fantastic, and it's a pleasure to be here with you guys and to explain the voices. We converted the text to audio using Podcastle, an online platform with the technology which allowed us to create a digital print of your voices that while might sound slightly robotic, maybe cheesy and very digital in many ways, I believe that they really have nailed the tonal sounds and frequency of your individual voices and I believe it's only a matter of time before the quality gets frightfully better. We do sound slightly robotic. Nothing new there. Well, now you have heard it all. Please stick with us as we review our first three interviews and tell you the lessons we learned that we can apply to our sales. And not to worry, the real Oshin and Daro will be back with you next week with a new a podcast episode with real people and a new guest talking all about sales. So Dara, I just listened to the episode we did with Carlos Sanchez and it was fascinating to hear how artificial intelligence is transforming the sales process. What were your main takeaways? Yes indeed, it was really interesting. Well, I think the first thing that stood out to me was that artificial intelligence is becoming increasingly important in sales, and salespeople need to be aware of its effects in order to be effective. Carlos mentioned that artificial intelligence is gradually being incorporated into sales processes starting with CRM systems. Yes, that was really interesting. I also found it fascinating that artificial intelligence can help personalize different elements of sales enablement, such as training and content creation for the salesperson and customer. Yes, exactly. And Carlos mentioned that artificial intelligence can play a crucial role in lead scoring and forecasting, customer profiling, and customer engagement. In fact, he said that artificial intelligence can help salespeople deliver their message more efficiently. That's really impressive. Maria, did Carlos mention any specific examples of how artificial intelligence is being used in the sales process? Yes, he did. He talked about how companies are using artificial intelligence-powered chatbots to engage with customers and answer their queries. He also mentioned that some companies are using AI to analyze data and provide insights to sales teams, which can help them make more informed decisions. Wow, that's really cool. I can see how that could be incredibly useful in the sales process. Did Carlos mention any challenges or potential downsides to using artificial intelligence in sales? Yes, he did. One potential challenge he mentioned was the need to ensure that it is being used ethically and transparently. He also noted that some salespeople might be resistant to adopting AI, as they may feel that it could replace their jobs. That's a valid concern. But overall, it seems like AI has the potential to be a game changer in the sales process. I think it's important for salespeople to stay informed about its impact on the industry. 
Absolutely. And one thing that really struck me was that Carlos emphasized the importance of curiosity. Salespeople need to be curious about how artificial intelligence is being used in the sales process and understand how it can be a help in their work. I think that's a really good point. Sales is a constantly evolving field and it's important for salespeople to stay up to date with the latest technologies and trends. Definitely. And with artificial intelligence becoming increasingly important in sales, it's crucial for salespeople to be open to learning about its potential applications and benefits. I completely agree. I look forward to seeing how AI continues to shape the sales process in the future. Me too, Maria. It's an exciting time to be in sales, and I'm looking forward to seeing how we can use artificial intelligence to enhance our work. So, moving on from Carlo's interview on artificial intelligence, let's review the key points we learned from our conversation with Emma Butler, senior sales trainer with Sales Sense International, at her experience in field sales. One thing that stood out to me was her emphasis on the importance of building relationships with customers. Absolutely, Dara. Emma talked about how people buy from people they can relate to and connect with. It's not just about selling a product, it's about building a connection with the customer and understanding their needs. Yes, and I think that's where copying another salesperson's style may not work for everyone. What works for one person may not work for another. It's important to find your own style and be authentic. That's a great point, Dara. Emma also mentioned the importance of being honest with people and telling them what you can do for them. Customers appreciate honesty and transparency, and it helps build trust. And when it comes to objections, Emma reminded us that dealing with objections is a process and there are no stock answers. Each objection is unique, and it's important to take the time to understand the customer's concerns and address them individually. Yes, and sometimes reflex objections are common, but being brave and saying what comes to mind may work. Emma mentioned that sometimes the best response is simply to acknowledge the objection and ask the customer to elaborate on their concern. Absolutely. And one thing that can be tough for many salespeople is being rejected. But Emma reminded us that rejection is just part of the job, and we need to learn to get over it and move on. That's right, Dara. But at the same time, salespeople should try to fight for their customers and not give up too easily. Emma talked about how important it is to be persistent and not give up at the first sign of resistance. And I think that goes back to the importance of building relationships with customers. If you have a good relationship with a customer, they're more likely to give you the benefit of the doubt and work with you to find a solution. Definitely, Dara. And that's why it's so important for salespeople to focus on building those relationships and understanding their customers' needs. When you can do that, you're more likely to be successful in sales. And finally, tell me what you boys learned from your first sales expert interview with Roderick Jefferson and the topic of sales enablement. It was very insightful. Yes, we had a great conversation with Roderick. He talked about how sales enablement helps to break down the complexity of sales into practical applications that are scalable, repeatable, and automated. It's like an orchestra where everyone is playing a different instrument, but they need an orchestrator to make sure that they all play in tune and create beautiful music. That's right. And Roderick also talked about the five key pieces that define the role of a sales enablement manager within an organization. The first piece is recalibration, where the sales enablement manager works with marketing and sales to reassess the current ideal customer profile and understand the buyer's journey. The second piece is to stop selling and start helping customers to move along the maturation of their buyer's journey. This means understanding how they buy, who buys, when do they buy, and what do they buy. It's about communicating and articulating their buyer's journey, not just shoehorning them into our sales process. The third piece is collaboration, which involves making sure that everyone is on the same page internally. 
This includes having conversations between sales, HR, marketing, and sales enablement to reassess what we're doing from a content and content strategy perspective. The fourth piece is realigning your sales methodology, stages, motions, assets, and collateral to fit the buyer's needs, not what we want to sell to them. And the fifth and final piece is recalibrating, going back to sales, marketing, product marketing, and product management, and building assets, programs, and platforms that tie back to revenue-focused metrics. Speaking of revenue-focused metrics, Roderick talked about the two different sets of metrics that sales enablement managers should focus on. The first set is things that enablement can influence, such as average deal size, deal velocity, new pipeline created, quoted attainment, time to close, and win percentage against competition. And the second set is what enablement owns, which includes metrics like the effectiveness of sales training programs, content usage and engagement, sales rep readiness and productivity, and sales enablement program ROI. It's important to focus on these revenue-focused metrics rather than just smiley sheets or attendance metrics. Exactly. It's not just about the number of people attending a training session or how happy they were with it. It's about how these training programs and other enablement efforts impact the bottom line. And one thing that stood out to me was when Roderick said that sales enablement doesn't necessarily drive revenue unless you're carrying a bag. Instead, it influences and impacts the way that revenue happens. That's a great point. Sales enablement is not a revenue-generating function, but it's essential in helping the sales team to be more effective and efficient in closing deals. Definitely. And I think the key takeaway from our conversation with Roderick is that sales enablement is all about simplifying and streamlining the sales process to make it more effective and efficient. It's about understanding the buyer's journey, lining sales methodology with buyer needs, and focusing on revenue-focused metrics that matter. This has been an amazing review of your first three episode, and the real Dara and the real Ashin did not even turn on a microphone. I, Maria, the AI, did all the work, so... To wrap up, I would like to say thank you, Digital Dara and Digital Ashim. Thank you, Maria. Maria, it's been a surreal pleasure. For the listeners, please subscribe and follow for new weekly interviews on all things sales with the real Ashim and Dara, where they will explore the world of sales from the perspectives of industry experts and the leaders. A big thank you to you, the listener who has stuck with us until the last sentence on this episode. Thank you. Until next week. Goodbye. Goodbye and thank you, Maria.